Welcome to the Sogro Marketing Council podcast. The Sogro Marketing Council is a membership organization comprised of growing marketers who want to stay ahead of developments in multiple areas of marketing. This podcast features recordings of Sogro Marketing Council meetings. Tune in to hear expert marketers share tips and discuss the latest strategies and tools in marketing. To join the next meeting and be part of the discussion yourself, visit SoGrowPR.com. That's S-O-W-G-R-O-W-P-R.com and click on the Marketing Council tab. Let's get growing. Right. So my tip today is about podcasts because we've been doing a lot more podcasts and everyone is into that. Oh, my name is Sarah Stewart. I'm with SoGrow PR. I'm an account executive. Um, I've been with Stephanie at SoGrow PR for about five, five years, a little bit more. Um, we do public relations, digital marketing, content creation, social media marketing, um, video marketing, email marketing, all kinds of different things. So we, um, we try to be agile and really, you know, meet the client's needs of what they're trying to do um, without getting too much into the sales part and really focusing on the marketing. So um, we, you know, everyone is talking, you know, podcasts have become very popular. It's a great way to market your company and, you know, take advantage of, you know, content that you want to put out there in a new way. Um, we've done some podcasts with some customers and we've used PodServe, which was really nice because we could put the video up there and it managed everything. And it was user friendly enough that without being an expert in, you know, production, we could go in and, and figure it out, but it did have a fee. So we were trying to find something that, you know, we could maybe do for free or a very low fee. And, um, I looked at a bunch of different services and we settled on Podbean. And that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And um, so far, like super easy. I think it's got a total of five hours of podcasts you can upload a month for free. So if you're, you know, as long as you're not going over that, which we were fine with that, um, and you're able to load everything up there, um, you know, and put like, so you you do have to, you know, take the audio and the video and, and do all that production and take it out. We had to do an intro and an exit. Um, but it was, it was, it was pretty easy. And a lot of the times too, like in Podbean, can you share screen and I can show people a little bit of it? Um, let's see. All right. You should be able to share. Let me know if you can't. Awesome. Bring it up. I wanted to show how it integrates with other apps which I thought was super useful because then it's like, okay, I've got the podcast here. I want it to be on iTunes. I want it to be on, you know, Google, um, all that type of stuff. So let's see, share my screen. Sure. Um, here we go. All right. So this is the distribution platform. Can you guys see it? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So you've got, um, you know, your dashboard, like we just uploaded this, so it's totally new. Um, you've got your episode list. Um, you know, you can put these up there and do all the analytics, but then with distribution under podcast apps, come over here and it's got, you know, Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, you know, all the way down. So, um, you know, you just click on these and I actually, we just got approved for iTunes. So, but like for an example, um, 
Like it gives you all the details about how to do it. You know, you go in, you create an account, um, super easy. And then you put in the URL for your thing there. Um, Google, and I mean, considering there's so many different platforms, I thought it was very helpful that it was all here in the app that you could manage it and look at it. And there's even Spotify, there's Amazon, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. And even for more, there was, I found Podcast Addict, which I use personally, because you can, I don't know, it was just available on Android and easy to use. So you can do Podcast Addict and Stitcher. So once you get the podcast up, then you can, you know, highlight it on LinkedIn or all the different places. Um, we did find doing, especially if you're pulling, you know, raw video for meetings, doing an intro and an exit made it sound a whole lot better. And luckily, Stephanie is developing her voiceover um, capabilities quite amazingly after working with some clients. So that worked really well. Um, so that is my tip for today about podcasts. Um, yes, that's my tip. Awesome. And okay. that's entirely free, right? Entirely free. Like I was able to do all of this um, for free. And here's the, awesome. you get this um, Podbean page and it actually even has the, you can have your name in it and a, um, a vanity URL. And it goes here and you do have to pay more to have your own logo up there. Um, you know, but I don't, even this one was rated like, I think it's like $9 for like the next level up and then like 16. So it's still very reasonable, um, but it's all there. So that looks great. Um, so hopefully we can really grow it. So subscribe to our podcast and then know when you're talking now on your SoGro Marketing Council, um, make sure you say your name and your title because you'll be live. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're going to upload a lot of the previous meetings. We've been meeting for a couple years now. And so we have quite a few meetings and there's just going to be a lot of content. And then we'll even be able to pull things and do episodes. So we'll take a lot of the, let's say we'll take a specific theme, like an email marketing podcast. So we'll take all the best email marketing tips and do one, or, you know, all the best, um, you know, content marketing, whatever it might be, we'll be able to do some individual ones like that too. So, and, and just like another little, so we've been using ClipChamp here to do the videos and I was actually able to um, edit it on here, make it as a video. Cause I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've worked with like um, a different audio manager, which can be a little intimidating if you haven't done that. So I just created it as a video in here, and this is super easy to use. Um, you just like put the video file, it's all pretty much drag and drop. You can upload your music, your intro, you know, your exit, all that kind of stuff. You, you know, export it as a video file, and then I just converted it into an MP3 and it sounded great. So that was super easy to use. Um, it was easier to use than another platform I thought about using was audio, well, it's not here, um, was audio tech. I think it's audio technic or something. And you know how sometimes you'll get a new platform and you bring it up and it's just like bad windows. Mac is really nice and clean, but like bad windows is just messy with way too many things, you know, to choose from. And 
we're trying to figure out how to do it, but um, both of these were very clean and, you know, pretty um, intuitive in terms of their design. So I liked them a lot. Awesome. So that's yeah. my tip. Great, thank you, Sarah, I appreciate it, awesome. Jamie, do you wanna go next? I can't remember if I said you next, is that, are you good? Okay, so, um, okay. So I am uh, Jamie Green, my, um, I worked at ID8, which is a specialized branding agency. Um, their services, you know, range from like creative design and, um, you know, social media marketing and um, web design, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I am the agency assistant, but I am excited to be, you know, learning, you know, more about the agency and just, um, I was a marketing major, so I have a little bit of background in that. Um, but my tip for today is to uh, promote value, availability, and convenience through the next year, um, just with based on research, um, you know, consumer behavior shifted uh, um, these more immediate needs with, you know, the pandemic and everything um, and brands that are responding to that and, um, you know, more agile are gonna see more success in the new year, um, just in terms of versus other brands that are, you know, maybe portraying themselves as, you know, a benefit for the future. But right now consumers are really concerned about the now and like, how can they, how can brands help them now? Um, so my tip for today was to um, just like find different ways to show and tell consumers that you are, um, that your brand is listening to them and hearing them and, um, you know, taking into account their, their, their needs have shifted. So um, that kind of goes along into with your, um, like if you have target audiences that you, you know, you have customer personas for, um, maybe reanalyzing those and, um, you know, because maybe their needs have shifted or the priorities have shifted throughout the pandemic. So just kind of going through those um, and then kicking off into the new year um, to have just a better understanding of, uh, you know, where your audience is at and what their needs are. Um, because, you know, you're, you might still be providing the same things, but you just might want to target it a little bit differently. Um, some of the other ways were, oh yeah, just to go kind of through your um, branding and positioning and make sure that it's um, responsive to everything that's going on. Make sure, you know, maybe incorporate some things like hygiene if you're, um, you know, your consumers are worried about that or, um, you know, just, and going back to just the availability, you know, value. And the trend that we saw was um, that, what's the stat? 20% uh, of US consumers switched brands during the COVID-19 pandemic and that nearly three quarters of those consumers are intending to stick with the new brand. And that was just because of the lack of availability and convenience um, and value that people saw. So like a lot of the higher end brands um, didn't do well. Um, you know, you know, that was, you know, toilet paper might be a different thing because, you know, you don't want to <laughs> use a nice toilet paper, but for other things, um, higher value brands um, or higher priced brands where consumers don't see as much value in them struggled um, so going into the new year, um, making sure your customers know your value is going to be really important. Um, and let's see what else is there. Oh yeah, just consistent uh, brand visit visibility and communication um, are really uh, important during these kind of like uncertain times, um, especially with like a lot of, you know, departments having budget cuts, especially marketing. Um, that's a lot of the first thing that kind of gets cut. Um, 
as you guys probably uh, see you shaking your head yes um yeah so you know with these budget cuts a lot of times you know the visibility and the communications are the first thing that are going to go and all the marketing efforts are going to be the first thing that goes within business um but those are actually um the things that are going to be most important for long term which a lot of companies you know with um you know having to meet quarters and stuff like uh, they you know that short term is you know more the tendency for viewing things but um and planning strategy but uh, the visibility and communication are really going to be more effective for long term um let's see what else is there um oh yeah going back to your core values for your brand and just knowing the way that you resonate with customers is also going to be really important so kind of the same thing where um you know you're listening to them and you know, you know their needs, but make sure that they know your values too and know where you stand and know that you're going to be consistent throughout the pandemic. So, you know, with all these crazy changes, that uh, if your brand is consistent, it'll kind of provide some, you know, steadiness and consistency in their, in the crazy changes in the world that's going on. Um, and same with, um, you know, going forward is you want to know your values, but then um, as far as, you know, day-to-day -day planning and um, planning throughout the next year, um, agile marketing is going to be another big trend. Um, so a lot of the marketing departments have shifted more from, um, you know, having a set plan, a set budget, and, you know, knowing exactly how everything's going to be spent. Um, spend is going to be a lot more um, successful, I think, if, um, you know, departments are a little bit more agile and prepared to take on changes, because as, you know, things change quickly and turn around that kind of thing so um yeah just you know kind of being prepared is what's really going to be successful um going forward into the new year I mean, That's good love it did you have a question sir i wonder sometimes how like um like some of the really high like like in my in my opinion overpriced brands are gonna come out of this because like people you know i remember you know, 15, 20 years ago, people used to go to the mall and used to, you know, the, the high brands that you would see, or there was more cachet to like have labels. And I know, you know, kids still have labels, but I think everything has shifted more where, you know, you're more likely to shop at Target or, you know, something close by than necessarily, you know, be willing to pay $120 for a sweatshirt or, you know, something like that. Um, you know, I know that some, you know, some people can still afford it and whatever, but I wonder how it's sustainable for those companies to, you know, continue going. And I think too, people have become more critical of like, of, of spending that much on, you know, luxury brand, you know, sometimes like, is it really worth it? Is it really, you know, it's almost, um, anyway. Mm -hmm. I think like what you said, Jamie, about going back to value. You know, you yeah. show that value, and if you can show the value, then then I think people will um, will be able to, you know, justify <laughs> justify their cost. Yeah, but yeah, like one company that I think has done well with it is Patagonia um, because they, you know, identify so much with the outdoors and the mountains, and then they really push their sustainability and different things. Um, there was a, and they're very creative with their marketing. I saw um, something in Adweek recently and it was, they had like um, something about, you know, um, 
green living and taking care of the earth or something, which is their whole, you know, part of their brand promise. But that it was like text and you read it down and then it was like, read this backwards and you read it up and it was like, we can make the planet a better place and then the planet will be a better place if we make it or something. Yeah. It was so creative, but it caught your attention. Um, and that's the other thing is everyone having such short attention spans. So you really have to, you know, doing something like that where you get that, you know, extra five seconds of someone going, huh, that was really interesting. So maybe you're willing to pay $80 for a sweatshirt, you know? Probably more likely that now than like a blazer or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think there is a lot of pent-up demand though. And I do think that people are ready to start spending and start doing and start, mm -hmm. you know, enjoying. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I am ready to dress up. And so oh I call goodness. hashtag carpool fashion, you know, like I'll dress up to go and all I'm doing is going to carpool. But you know what, by golly, I'm dressed up and I'm, you know, I feel good for the day. <laughs> you know, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see going into this year. I definitely think that there's some pent up demand that, that, you know, if you can show the value and if you can be that, that business that is there and ready to, you know, serve those customers that are, are ready to buy. I think, I think it's, it, there's a lot of potential coming in 2021 for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. Well, thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. All right. Well, I'll share a quick tip today and then um, Jessica, you can um, share as well. So my name is Stephanie Richards and as Sarah mentioned, our company is SoGrow Public Relations and we do public relations for companies and we really help them. We say we like to help them become a force that cannot be ignored. So we look into companies and figure out what they can say that's new or different in the market. So that way people have to pay attention to them. So one thing that we are working on right now and that I wanted to talk about today is how to attract ideal customers and through a database. A lot of times when we talk about databases, we're talking about database marketing and we're talking about the databases that we create with our customers information and then using that to communicate with our customers. What I'm talking about today is creating a database that you give your customers access to and that will give them something that they can use and like Jamie said, provide value to them. So I did a lot of research to figure this out because we actually needed a database for the Server Marketing Council. And I found a platform called Caspio, it's C-A-S-P-I-O. And it's actually quite expensive, but kind of like what Sarah was talking about with Podbean, Podbean, they do have a free version if you're under a certain level. And so to set up a database on your website, uh, there are some options to be able to do it for free. Otherwise, I think they quoted me, you know, several hundred dollars a month. So um, what we did is we set up a database for the Sergo Marketing Council to put speaker opportunities. So you can go onto the Sergo Marketing Council website as a member and you can search our database and see what speaker opportunities are coming up, what the dates are, um, what the submission process is and that sort of thing. So we use that to add value for other people who are marketers who want to find places to speak. So we've started now doing that for clients. And we have a client who is trying to attract people who want to build um, a home. And so we are creating a database that is going to compile building codes and zoning regulations all together in one database. And they're not like that right now. You have to go to a million different websites for every county. 
And so we're trying to combine all this information together to get people who are at the beginning of the buying process, give them a free resource that they can use that allows us to offer something of value to them, but then also helps us to start a relationship with them because now they are, you know, being able to engage with, with our client. So I'm going to show you guys um, a couple of things. Let me, so basically all you have to do is decide what data can you use that is relevant for your audience. So that may be internal data that you have, or you may have to do research and find that. And then if you can create a spreadsheet with that data, then you can set up this platform. It took me a while to figure it out. Um, but once I got it, it's basically as simple as setting up a spreadsheet and then uploading the spreadsheet to Caspio. Um, so once you get your spreadsheet, then you basically take, there's a section where you can export the HTML code and then you put it on your website. When I talked to the people at Caspio, they said that it's not possible to put a database on a Wix website, but I did it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was kind of determined. And so I um, just figured out a way to do it. But basically I just created, it's like an iframe, copied and pasted the code in there and it worked. So that was a Wix website. I think you can do it on WordPress. You basically just take a frame, you know, and just copy the code in there and it popped up. So, um, so that's, that's pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, and then you publish it. So I'm going to show share my screen with you guys for just a second. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like. Are you talking about the actual database behind? Yeah. Okay. So this is the database. And today I was uploading, I uploaded about 20 new speaking engagement opportunities for the Sugar Marketing Council members. But basically this is just a spreadsheet and I have the organization, the website, a summary, and then you can do options where you can check yes or no, that sort of thing. And then all of these things in here can be searchable. So let's say I wanted to speak in Atlanta. I could type Atlanta in the search field. Um, and then um, can you guys just see Safari or did you see that I switched to a Word document? Just see Safari. I just see Safari. Okay, let me see if I can share. Um, okay, so let me show you guys this page. Right. Do you guys see the Word document? Nope. Oh, okay, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> yep. All right, so um, let me zoom in a little bit. You guys can see this a little better. So this is just a screenshot. Um, but so basically, once you create your database, it creates this little template where you can pick whatever you want people to be able to search for. So if you wanted to search for a topic, organization, it could be a location, it could be anything you want it to be and people can search and then it pulls up all of your results in what looks like a spreadsheet. And then people can export that or download it and, um, and then take that information and, and use it. So again, the purpose for this is we're trying to find something to give people that is of value to them and be able to help people and, and, and have them start to engage with your company. So, you know, the more that we can give them that's useful for them, then the more likely they are to, to trust us and work with us. Like you were saying, we add value because now it's not just, you know, services, but it's, it's actually resources that we're providing as well. Um, so again, it's Caspio is the database. There are other ones out there, but I, this was the easiest one that I could find. Um, so it ended up working, working really well. So was it like you created the back end with the spreadsheet and then the um, Caspio created the front end for the website? Or? Yes. So all of the data that you have in the spreadsheet, they basically create a 
HTML code for it. And then once you copy and paste that code in, it comes up with this little um, template that's already, um, that, that you can just put on your website and people can just type in. So, so yeah, they do all of that. So yeah, I, I found it super helpful. And so if you need to update your spreadsheet, you just go back into Caspio and just type in and update the information and, and just add to it. So you could really have anybody um, in your company update it, add to it. So it's pretty easy. Like I said, it took me a little while to kind of figure out. And so if you guys, you know, um, get stuck, you can give me a quick call and I can probably walk you through it a little bit because it took me a little bit to kind of figure out, well, what's a data page? And, you know, so some of the things were a little confusing, but once you understand it, it's pretty simple. Here's the free version or the paid version? I did the free version. Um, I think the paid version, and Caspio is going to probably hate me for saying this out loud, but it, I mean, it was like several hundred dollars a month. <laughs> so the free version, I think you get, they call them tables um, I, or data pages. I think you get like five data pages and we're using two because we have two different databases. So again, you can get quite a bit out of it. Um, and then I think there might be some limitations in terms of like users downloading data and things like that. I think you have to kind of um, either like copy and paste it or something like that. So there are definitely some limitations, but you know, if you really grow, it, it would be worth it um, in the end. But yeah, it's a great, great platform. And the people were, were very helpful in, in getting it set up. So awesome, sounds good. So any questions? Stephanie, can you show us the platform again, the Caspia platform? I just yeah. wanted to look at, at the menu on the side. Um, it's interesting, like, and I, I'm glad that these companies offer free because the thing is for marketers and unless, I mean, if you're with a big, you know, a big organization or enterprise level and you have a large budget, then yes, that's one thing. But like for small, you know, for smaller companies, it's like, okay, well, I'm paying, you know, 12 or 16 here, but I'm using seven or eight different platforms to do everything. So it definitely adds up. Um, okay. uh, let's see, I, I hit resume. Let me go back to this. Okay. Um, so this is a platform. Can you guys see the screen? Yeah. So data pages. So basically, yeah. So if you, so I'm going to go to the overview. So um, each data page you can think of like a database. Right. And so this is the Sogro Marketing Council speaking um, database. And so you have different options. You have to set it up based on what you want it to look like for the user. Right. And then when you go into tables, that's where you can open your data and edit it. And it's basically a spreadsheet. So once you have your table set up, right. then you can go in and you can update whatever text or content you need to update. And I, I believe you can import Excel spreadsheets um, I think that's how I did the initial one. It's like imported an Excel spreadsheet. Now we just update it in the database. Right. Um, and then they do have, I think, um, it looks like they have metrics and, and different options with it. What's the localizations? Um, I do not know. I'll have to look at it later. <laughs> yeah, I haven't spent a ton of time in it. There's, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit. And if you, I mean, I, I spent so much time talking to the tech people because it took me forever to understand well, what is a data page. <laughs> they kept using this term. I'm like, what is a data page? But once I kind of understood that if you think of a data page as, as kind of like, um, I mean, it's basically just like your database that, that you're going to put out there, you know? And so we have two databases. We have one for member perks and we have one for speaking engagements. 
um, you know, you can, I think you can have multiple. Um, so I, I think it's for free. I think you can do five tables or data pages. I mean, um, right. They may change that now, but that's, that's what it was when I was doing it. So, yep. so yeah. So, um, cool. yeah, we've, we think that there's a lot of value. I mean, probably most companies out there could come up with some sort of data that they could offer or do the research to do it. So right. you know, that's my challenge for you guys today is, you know, figure out what your customers could, could use and then, you know, just start, start working on a database for them. Well, that goes with Jamie's idea also of being agile. It's like, you know, thinking of new ways that you can add value. And I mean, I mean, that's how Facebook and social media platforms and everything have become so huge is that they give away all this stuff, you know, for free and then everyone loves it and starts using it. And then it builds on that. So very cool. Awesome. Good deal. All right, Jessica, did you want to share a tip with us today? Sure. Um, so I thought what Jamie said was very relevant because actually right now, at, um, so my name is Jessica Van Curren. From, I'm from Admiral Farragut Academy. It's a K through 12 boarding and day school in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, we offer signature programs such as aviation. Uh, we are military eighth through 12th grade. So we provide naval science and leadership skills. And also all of our graduates learn to sail before uh, they graduate and earn their QBH license or qualified boat handlers license. So we're also located on the water on Boca Ciega Bay. So that's something that's pretty cool and unique for our school. Um, we also have scuba, I'm not sure if I mentioned aviation. Um, and then we're focusing on, we focus on STEM and like marine science too. Uh, but what I was challenged to do last week is all of our leaders at the school, all of our director level leaders were challenged to come up with a whole plan to focus on the mission of the school and how our department can support each part of our mission. So created like a SWOT analysis and, uh, you know, just trying to figure out the different projects that we can do to bring more value to our mission. So that was a really fun uh, work sheet that we kind of did that I don't know if, if other people are in kind of the same part of their business right now where they're just, we're going through like a lot of leadership changes. Our head after I think 30 years he was here is now retiring or getting a new head. So there, and it COVID happening. Um, so actually our value proposition lately has been that we are open. Uh, you know, we're not trying to become an online school. That's not our mission. You know, we want our students here and we've been very, very lucky that, you know, We've been managing COVID and we have an amazing nurse on our staff. Our director of our health services has just been phenomenal. And thank God that we had such a, such a strong person in that leadership position, because I don't know if we would have done as well as we have, but you know, um, so we've been in, our school's been in school the whole school year as normal. And I believe that that's added a lot of value to our parents because those that have decided to keep their kids home, I think we're now to like down to like six people who are doing online schooling. So our teachers are still providing them with curriculum and everything like that. But 
you know, we encouraged everyone to be here so they could get that experience. But we also, you know, worked with the families who did not feel comfortable. So it's been a really interesting year, but, um, and I plan to continue to add value. You know, like I, I, every time that we post on social media, I'm, I, I'm trying to be more conscientious of, okay, what does this really say about our school? What is this going back to the mission? Is this going back to the core values and making sure that everything that we do is intentional. And sometimes it kind of gets a little difficult sometimes when they want to do a lot of fundraising or other things like that. And I'm like, yes, that's great. Yeah. I want to raise money for the school, but that's not also telling our mission. That's almost looking at it as like, we're just asking for money. So I try to be very strategic with, what I'm okay with posting and how often we post. Um, we did a day of giving where I was like, okay, day of giving, I will post all day long. I posted like 13 times, mm-hmm. but I did that only on that day. I did a few things before that. So it didn't feel like, oh my gosh, they're never going to stop talking about this day. <laughs> but it was during the day mm-hmm. front of mine. And we did, we did reach our fundraising goal, not just because of social media, but um, I, I like to think that it's probably had a, large part in reminding people to give. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree. Adding value, availability and convenience. Cause I feel all of those things right now with our school. And we're also, we're going to be giving away a lot less aid because of financial reasons. So that's also going to change the makeup of our school. So still making sure that we promote a diverse culture while also being able to stay financial, like stay in business and stay in business, <laughs> you know, just because we're a nonprofit private school, we still have to pay for the electricity. And I believe that our, our annual bills are like $2 million a year just to keep the lights on. So it's, you know, it's thinking beyond just um, mission driven students, but also families that can afford our mission too. So it's been an interesting year. So it's, it's been fun and challenging. So that's kind of what I've been going through. And also our ads too. I did, I changed the language to be like, we are open and we are educating safely. Like, you know, if you're looking for a school that's open, that's not going to just shut down and run away and try to hide. Like we're here, we're doing it. So it's, it's been an interesting year. That's awesome. I love that you guys have a bold message and you're, you're committed to it. And that separates you from everybody else. You're like, nope, this is where we are. This is what we want to do. And that attracts the people that want that. Mm -hmm. That way everybody is in alignment. So that's, that's really good. I'm so glad that you came, Jessica, because I wasn't sure if I knew you from marketing. I used to work for SAIS. Okay. Yeah. So, and I did a story about Admiral Farragut. I love that school. That is such a cool school. Um, it, is. it makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. And I know the cool thing about schools, I mean, they're like a family, you know, so much of it. So I imagine going through the whole COVID crisis, it's been like, you know, we know that we have something really special. We know that we have a lot of people that support us and all the families and the students. And, you know, like you said, how do we keep that going? You know, what's the messaging that supports what we're doing, you know, during this? That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And we're, um, our, our teams are now talking more and we're talking about the mission, which wasn't always something that we always did, but I think that COVID really helped us be like, let's solidify our mission. Let's make sure that everything that we do brings value to our mission and to our families. 
Yep. Because now more than ever, private school education is a luxury. It's not yeah. a it's not a necessary thing that families have to do. Right. We, yeah. we actually we've always been pre K through twelve since I don't know for a long time, and we've actually just we're no longer doing pre K next year because we realize that with the competition, the VPK program in Florida, which is free, it's just not something that we can accommodate anymore and feel like we're we're providing more value than a, another program uh for the amount that we we have to charge right so it's pivoting you know too you got to pivot your business you can't and you can't be all things to everyone and that's something that I've you know I'm like okay well we can't be everything what are we going to focus on are we focusing yeah. on leadership what is our what is our slogan right Right. The mission is a lot longer and more detailed, but like a slogan is that's who we are. That's our number one. Like that's our story. Yeah. So I have challenged our, our team and our board to come up with what is that final slogan? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if y'all caught that. So Admiral Farragut, they also, they offer aviation. They have mm. like an incredible like oceanography program. So I mean, like kids in like high school, you know, middle school. Is it, do you have a boarding program as well? Yeah, we're boarding. Yep. Eighth through 12th grade. I mean, can you so, imagine? That's like so cool. Such yeah. Like last week, a student flew solo for the first time. Oh. It's like he's flying a plane by himself. Like, it's just crazy. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And then it's like, it's got the military tie-in. So students that want to do RTC can, you know, be involved in that. I mean, I just, it's so cool. Yeah, it's a really neat school and it's really fun to see students come from the elementary school and go all the way up to the high school and then like become leaders in our regiment and to see them just like blossom. It's, it's really interesting. I've been here, um, it'll be my 11th year. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. What's the, what's your enrollment numbers now? Uh, well, we reached record enrollment the last three years and our enrollment, I, only went down 9% this year. So we have over 500 students. That's great. I think when I came here, we were only serving like 337 students. Yeah. Well, imagine too with all the, the demographics, everyone I hear is moving to Florida. I've read a bunch of articles about that. So yeah, so hopefully that helps us grow our population <laughs> too. It's been, it's been a little, this year has been hard because our boarding students, they're not allowed. Usually we really encourage interconnectedness with our day families and going to spend the night at the friends' houses and things like that. But this year they've had to be in pods up in the dormitory and only when they're with their specific pod of like four kids, can they take off a mask Mm -hmm. Um, only. And then they're not allowed to go to day students' houses. They're not allowed to interact really with um, other students in that way this year, just to eliminate any kind of spread or exposure. yeah, and then if they have to quarantine, they're like literally stuck in the dorms by themselves for like ten days. <laughs> have you have you expanded like more mental health programs for the kids during this? We do have a counseling center that opened this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot about. I know they also do college placement, mm-hmm. so I've actually challenged them. I was like, I really need a write up about what your what your center is doing and how it's helping the students. So. Yeah, I've, I've challenged that department to get me something because I don't honestly know a whole lot about what's actually going on in there. Right, right. 
well, hopefully this year will be a good year of growth and, you know, hopefully it'll be exciting with the new messaging you guys will be able to get out there and hopefully get some new students in. So yeah, I'm excited. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to have this meeting every month. I just, every time I walk away from these meetings, I always learn things and it's just encouraging and it just kind of fuels the excitement about marketing. And it just makes me feel like I can get out of my little lane and just hear what's going on in all these other areas of marketing. So thank you guys so much for coming and we um, will meet again in January. So we do our online meeting and it is the third Tuesday of every month. So January, 2021, it will be January 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So we'd love to have you guys join. And um, if you want to come next time, you just go to um, www.sowgrowpr.com and it's backslash marketing-council. So it's sowgrowpr.com and then marketing-council and then you can click the events tab and just RSVP there. And we'll uh, send you all the Zoom link information and we'd love to have you guys back next month. And please tell your friends, tell your marketing friends, because the more people we have, the more tips we get. So definitely. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you guys need any video, you know, if you want to use your tip or somebody else's tip, let me know and I can send you a cut. And that way, you know, if you guys want to use it for something, you guys are welcome to do that too. So awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank we you guys have fun. a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the SoGrow Marketing Council podcast. Want to be part of our next meeting? Visit SoGrowPR.com. That's S-O-W-G-R-O-W-P-R.com and click on the Marketing Council tab to sign up for our next event. Until next time, keep growing.